Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Camillus and the Nurse. Our story for today takes place in a large city hospital where in the business office, birth and death consists of little more than an entry in a book. But in the rooms and corridors above, the cry of life and the cry of pain are reminders to the young nurses that their profession will demand all the strength and courage they have to give. And it is about this that Hannah Stevens, superintendent of nurses, addresses her Ward 5 trainees. I repeat, all you have to give and sometimes a lot more. Now, don't ask me where that last reserve strength comes from. I don't know. Each girl has to find that out for herself. But, God willing, you'll all be capped by the end of the month, provided you live up to my idea of what a nurse should be. Now, line up for inspection. Miss Barnes. By now, you should know how to square a sheet properly. Miss Rogers, I'll inform you when patients need cheering up until I do see to it they're bathed and fed. Miss Calhoun, a bath takes 12 minutes, no more. I expect you to bathe a patient in 10. Miss Stern, that dressing on number six was a ragged job. Do it over and don't be all day. Miss Dorsey, you turned white in surgery this morning. What'll you do when you see a real one? I'm sorry, Miss Stevens, but it was... Yes, Miss... Miss Darcy? Yes, Miss Stevens? What happened to you in surgery? Well, I... I had just come from that boy who died. He, he was so young. When in surgery, you'll give your full attention to the living, not the dead. Yes, Miss Stevens. It won't happen again. Now come with me. 
I want to help change the dressing on number 10. Now? You mean right now? Well, it's time, isn't it? Well, Miss Stevens, I, I don't know if I'm up to it just now. Must Mr. Cooper's dressing wait until you're in the mood? Well, no, no, I, I didn't mean that. It's only that... That you're afraid of a disfigured face. And you think you're a nurse. I'm not afraid. Very well, then. Come along. Is it going to hurt much? Yes, Mr. Cooper, I'm afraid it will. But you mustn't jerk your head away or it'll be worse. Must the bandage come off today? Yes, all but the one over your eyes. My eyes? I'm not going to be... No. No, you'll not be blind. Hand me the scissors, Miss Darcy. Now we soak off a little at a time. Easy does it. Miss Darcy, put the basin on the stand and keep handing me moistened swabs. <coughs> now that's what I mean by jerking away. You pull on the bandage instead of letting me soak it off. I'm trying to hold steady, but it's not easy, you know. Miss Darcy, a new swab, please. I guess my acting career is over. Don't think about that now. What else can I think about with a face I'll have? Oh! It has to come off, Mr. Cooper. <sighs> All right. All right, but let's rest a bit. Nurse, I... I can't take much more. Steady I'm there. about... Steady. We've just a tiny bit to go. The swamp, please. Miss Darcy? Miss Darcy, run and get the antiseptic. I haven't enough. Carving's very good. Almost professional. Where did you learn it? I attended art school during summer vacations, and then a friend of mine who's a professional helped me along. Hmm. What's this one you've just started? That's our patron saint, St. Camillus. I hope to have him finished by capping time and present him to the nurse's library, but now... But now... I've just phoned Mother to come and get me. I'm afraid, Alice, you don't know very much about St. Camillus. If you use this block of wood, the proportions will be all wrong. Wrong? In, in, in what way? St. Camillus was a big man in every respect. Physically, he was six feet six in height. 
Oh, I see what you mean. It would be a very appropriate gift, especially if you could convey the greatness of spirit of the man in your carving. Miss Stevens, you didn't come here to talk about my carving, did you? No, Alice. That was not my original purpose. I disgraced myself, didn't I? Let's not talk about your feelings, but about that boy's, Howard Cooper. How do you suppose he feels? Afraid his shattered face will always make people run away. Miss Stevens, I couldn't stand it. I, I didn't know it would be so horrible. A face that goes through a windshield is never a pretty sight. Yeah, but coming right after that boy who died this morning, it was, it was, it was too much. The, the others keep telling me I'll get used to it, that in time I'll be hardened to anything. But I won't. That's why I don't want to lose you, Alice. But after what I did just now... Oh, you've got to be professional. You've got to learn to hide your feelings. You've got to read 104 temperature with the poker face. Stevens, you still feel like this after all the years that you've been... <laughs> Yes, old Stevens. Oh, don't look embarrassed, Alice. The girls have been calling me that for the last ten years. But I can still be hurt by another's pain. You never batted an eye. Your hand was steady as a rock. I would have hurt that boy if my hand was shaky taking off the bandage. I'm so ashamed. I'll go to him and tell him I'm sorry. You will not. But I am, really. He didn't know you ran away. I pretended I sent you for antiseptics. Miss Darcy, when that boy came in, he didn't want to live. He was handsome. An actor. What would he think if even a nurse can't stand to look at him? Of course you're right. What am I to do? I, I couldn't help running away. It would have been worse for him if I'd stayed. Miss Darcy, I had a special reason in asking you to help me with the dressing. You did? Yes. After a while, I expected to turn him over to you to care for. But I just don't understand, Miss Stevens. You're young. You're pretty. If you can look upon him without flinching, perhaps he'll not give up but he'll be encouraged to let the doctors try plastic surgery. When the bandages come off his eyes, he doesn't want to see an old battle axe like me. Oh, Miss Stevens, you're not an well, old... Well, if you decide to call your mother and tell her you've changed your mind, I'll be in my office. Miss Stevens, I know I should tell you I'll stay and help this boy. But I'm afraid I'd flunk it. I'm afraid I'd do him more harm than good. That'll be all right, Miss Darcy. If you haven't got what it takes, it's best to find it out before the capping. Well, Mother did say I shouldn't make a snap decision, and, and, and I'm supposed to call her back. What do you think? My dear, that's a decision you'll have to make for yourself. You won't always have a superintendent of nurses. Library, please. Miss Jackson, this is Alice Darcy. Do you have any material on St. Camillus? Delellis. His feast day? Well, no, no, I, d I don't know. Butler? Lies of the Saints. Yes, I'll come down and check it. Well, Miss Darcy, I see you lost no time coming to the library. <laughs> I just started to read about St. Camillus. You know, I will have to order a larger block of wood. 
Oh, my goodness, Miss Stevens. You know, it says here he was an awful gambler. Listen, in the autumn of 1574, he gambled away his savings, his arms, everything down to the proverbial shirt which was stripped off his back in the streets of Naples. So? Well, he doesn't seem to be very suitable material for sainthood. He was quite young at the time. Oh, well, let me see. Born in uh, 1550, he was 24. Read me what happened shortly before he died. All right. Um, the founder was afflicted with the disease in his leg for 46 years, a rupture for 38 years, two sores in the sole of one of his feet which gave him great pain. He would not suffer anyone to wait on him, but sent all his brethren to serve others. When he was not able to stand, he would creep out of his bed, even in the night, and crawl from one patient to another to see if they wanted anything. Canonized in 1746 and was, with St. John of God, declared patron of the sick by Pope Leo XIII and of Nurses and Nursing Associations by Pope Pius XI. Stevens, I think I know where you get that reserved strength you were talking about this morning. Yes, I think you do know, Miss Darcy. Perhaps if you ask, he will do the same for you. about calling back. Oh, yes, I, I know. I suppose I did sound a little hysterical. Oh, no, Mother, I, I, I don't know. I'll stick it out at least for a while. Well, no. I'm not sure I've got what it takes to be a nurse, but I... Well, I sort of promised I'd make a statue for the library, and, well, I, I want to finish it. A statue, Mother. A carving of St. Camilla's. No, you haven't a poor connection. That's what I said. He's the patron saint of nurses. Camillus, mother. C-A-M-I-L-L-U-S. Nurse, you're not going to change the bandages today. No, Mr. Cooper. That's good. Uh, you haven't touched your tray. I'm not hungry. You should be. You didn't touch anything at supper last night. You sure keep tabs on a fellow, don't you? Oh, you bet. We don't want to lose our cook, who's very sensitive. Why don't you go away and leave me alone? <laughs> Suppose all the patients said that, we'd have to close down. What's the matter, boy? Nothing. I'm fine. I just don't feel like eating. But you've got to build up your strength. For what? So people can take a look at me and turn away? Or what's even worse, pretend they don't notice anything different about me. You're letting your imagination run away with you. Am I? How about that nurse yesterday who ran out on you? Mr. Cooper, you're mistaken. She went for antiseptic. But she never came back, did she? Don't you think I know what's going on? I was listening. I could hear the sharp intake of breath when the bandage was coming off. And I heard her running away from, from what she saw. I won't need a mirror to know what I look like. She told me. So don't go trying to poke food at me. I don't want it.
come. Miss Stevens, I heard everything. I was behind the screen at the next bed. Yes? Miss Stevens, it was the first time I'd ever seen anyone die. And then, then the operation... Well, he knows you ran away. We have to go on from there. I would give anything to help to correct the blunder I've made. The immediate problem is to get him to eat. Do you think you can do that? I can try. Good. Supposing he finds out who I am, the nurse who ran away. You can't fool him. He'll know the instant you speak. You're the quiet type. Most nurses like to chatter while they bathe me and change the linen. Those hands haven't touched me before. Who are you? I'm your nurse. Are you new here? No. Well, why are you cranking me up? They're bringing the breakfast trays. I don't feel like eating this morning. Well, now try, even if you don't feel like it. You'll be surprised what a hot breakfast can do for your spirits. You sure about that? Of course. Well, haven't you ever been cross and angry and tired and found out it was just because you hadn't eaten? So it's you, Miss Darcy. Yes. Alice Darcy. The nurse who ran out on me. Now, please, Mr. Cooper, everything's piping hot. Don't let it get cold. Tell me. What am I like? Terrible, isn't it? No, no. Now, really, you mustn't talk about it now. You must build up your strength. That comes first. Why? So I can stand the shock of seeing myself? Mr. Cooper, I know what it's like. You lie here. You're worried. You imagine all sorts of things, like like going to the dentist. The actual drilling's never so bad as you think it's going to be. What are you trying to do? Tell me I can poke my head through a windshield at 60 miles an hour and come out another John Barrymore? Please, let's not talk about that until after your breakfast. I want to talk about it. I want to know how I look. I don't know. I didn't see. One glimpse was enough to send you running. Oh, no, I was upset about something else. A boy who died that morning. I don't believe you. Mr. Cooper, I'm sure it won't be as bad as you imagine. All right, Miss Darcy. I'll make a deal with you. What kind of a deal? Look, everyone's having a fit because I won't eat. That's right, isn't it? Well, of course, we're concerned when any patient doesn't eat. All right, I'll eat my breakfast. I'll eat everything they shove at me, on one condition. Now, please, don't put your health on a bargain basis. You keep telling me I'm imagining things. Here's your chance to convince me. What do you want me to do? You change my dressing tomorrow. Well, is it a deal? Is that so much to ask of a nurse? Here's your breakfast, Mr. Cooper. Would you like me to take the eggs out of the shells for you? Thank you. 
Time to change Mr. Cooper's dressing, Miss Darcy. Well, I guess this is it. You're up to it? Well, I know what an actress means when she says she has butterflies in her stomach. Want me to assist? No, Miss Stevens. I'm not always going to have a supervisor of nurses to pick me up when I fall. Well, I'll send Miss Blake. Scissors, please. Where? Where's Miss Stevens? Busy. Uh, Miss Blake's assisting. Miss Blake, take this, please, and get the swabs ready. I didn't think you'd have the nerve to... When you move your jaws, you pull the dressing away before I can soak it. A swab, please. You want me to keep still? Would you please? Now, steady. This may hurt a bit. Ow! That's an understatement. How is breakfast? Oh, don't answer. There's a bit under your ear that doesn't want to come off. Oh, now, there it is. Breakfast was fine. I had... Tilt your head to the right and remain perfectly still. And don't talk. Well, I, I cuss when things hurt. Under the breath, Mr. Cooper. I don't want those jaws to move. Swab, please. Miss Blake, will you tell the doctor the patient's ready? Well, how do I look? Well, it's coming along beautifully. No infection, no bleeding. You know I don't mean that. Don't be so blasted professional, will you? Like I was a side of beef fit to be stamped top grade. Please. Sorry. I've no right to take my troubles out on you. The doctor's coming. I'll have to crank you down. Believe me, Miss Darcy. You've got what it takes to be a nurse. Good morning. How's our patient? Like the prisoner. What? I ate a hearty meal. Oh. Did you bring the mirror, Miss Darcy? Yes. Well, I'll run along. Alice will take care of you. Now remember, not more than one hour without covering your eyes. Well? Let's have it. Hold the mirror up. Well, now, just a minute. First, I want you to look at some pictures. What happened to him? Same as to you. Went through a windshield. Oh. All right, now, 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 take a look at this one. Well, um, is that how he looked before the accident? No, it's not. After the plastic surgeons got through with him. Really? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> it's almost miraculous what they can do. I can show you some others no. if you want them. No, just let me take a look at myself. All right. Here we go. 
MS. Still, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to be even worse. You remember I warned you about the vivid imagination. Miss Darcy, I owe a lot to you. It's I who owe so much to you, Mr. Cooper. If it hadn't been for you, I'd never have been capped. I'd never have finished St. Camillus. What? St. Camillus? Who's St. Patron saint of nurses. And of patients. today ends in a large city hospital. It is ten years later, as a surprisingly young supervisor of nurses inspects her trainees. Mr. Land, by now you should know how to square a sheet. When the patients need cheering up, Miss Wilson, I'll let you know. A bath, Miss Mason, takes ten minutes, no longer. Miss Devers, you turned white in surgery. You'll take the rest of the day off. to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.